0: friends we're back your favorite podcast show of the week it is location weekly and we are on episode number 555 recording live on february the 7th and um yeah we're uh, we're excited to bring you yet another show uh, brianna how's things how's life
1: things are good life is good um yeah you know it's been like super cold and a little bit crazy weather here lately just like lots of you know, snowy, mixed up, probably not crazy for other people, but for Southerner to Northerner. Um, so I've just been, been trying to like embrace that a little bit and yeah. actually, um, you know, heading tomorrow in person for IAB Leadership Summit. So excited just to do something somewhat normal-ish. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how that is, like how many people are there and kind of what the vibe is. Um, so, you know, things are are good. It's like busy and I am gearing up for a nice tropical vacation, hopefully in a couple more weeks. So that's keeping me motivated. But yeah, things are good. How about with you? What's new?
0: Yeah, things are good. Um, you know, I've been uh, busy as all heck, you know, with uh, startup life and all the you know our canada trace application for covid stuff and just all the changes going on up here in canada um, so that's it was a hectic week last week and then uh yeah i mean things are calming down the weather's getting nicer it's getting warmer um the olympics are on you know so there's stuff to watch <laughs> um you know, it's uh Canada's about to play the US uh in a couple of hours in hockey, women's hockey, so that that's always a rivalry. So uh we'll see. Do you wanna make a bet on that or what? No. <laughs>
1: I don't know. What are we gonna bet? Something, I don't Something know. that we have to do here on the podcast. I don't know.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Anyhow, but uh yeah, no, things are things are good. So um nothing to complain about. Very good. Yeah um so let's just jump into it we have four stories as usual um and i'll let you start us off
1: all right well let's talk about location based payments this is an interesting story coming out of two smaller you know organizations here but um cross river bank which is this new jersey you know it's a chartered fdic insured bank and they have announced that they are going to be powering um Paytile, like they're going to use Paytile, which is a fintech company that offers these location-based payments um, through their app. So banking app offering this specific type of payment, um, uh, I would say like platform or, or a new kind of a peer-to-peer payment platform, and it's using geolocation. So it's facilitating these safe and private financial transactions between users and without sharing any PII. So... Um, You know, you don't have to use your real name. You don't have to use your email address or your phone number or anything. Um, So it's really protecting users and and giving that like safe uh, financial transaction based on proximity, obviously. So if you think about how you might want to pay for something on, let's say, Facebook marketplace or you want to tip the the valet, right, Um, or you're shopping at a farmer's market or something like that were some good examples they gave. And this is really similar to the iPhone's like airdrop functionality. So really you can just send money to people nearby without that exchanging of like any username or anything else. Um, And so I like this a lot. I think there's a lot of opportunity here right now, especially because when you think about what's happened recently with like um, Venmo, Cash App, you know, now they're saying that Basically, based on how much money you're you're spending, that's something that you could be taxed for. And when I think about how I use Venmo or Cash App, a lot of times it's just like reimbursement for something, like, hey, you paid for my meal, I'm giving you some of this. You bought this, like, you know, um, or chipping in for a gift for somebody. It's not something that you would ever be taxed on in real life. So why should you be taxed on it in that type of transactions either? So I think this is really a necessary thing. Um, And I like the way that this is using the proximity piece of it uh, for sure from that aspect as a a privacy and kind of safeguarding um, piece to it too. Another cool thing that Paytile is doing is they're launching something that's called Money Drop um, and it's their proprietary technology. It's taking the app from just peer to peer payments and it's also letting um, somebody digitally place cash or other digital goods Um, in a specific location to draw a physical crowd. So you think of like a, um, you know, a prize of some sort or trying to get people out and there's going to be some discounted tickets or coupons or something, um, you know, for a grand opening perhaps of a new store. So I really think that these are both very cool features and functionality. And this is from, you know, I had never heard of Paytile. So I looked it up, it's like two people out of Cincinnati, Ohio um you know it looks like they're bootstrap either bootstrapped or they are they're backed by their own funding company right like their own (laughs) vc firm or one of them is a partner in that so it's very interesting i think that this is like super uh you know organic it's like happening at a very um you know nascent level but what they're doing is really cool and we haven't heard a lot of uh, companies doing this so i'm excited to see what the future of this looks like um but yeah, I think this is a cool, cool little story. What do you think?
0: Yeah, I, I completely agree. I think this is a really, really useful uh, technology, very innovative way that um, they're using location and proximity to you know, enable that kind of payment transfer um, I, I love the, um, the so uh, the CEOs is, is a new vora and I, I love the little quote in the in the release it says Paytile's mission is to make digital payments as private as cash and as safe as a card and I think that's just simple like it's 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 such a simple well-worded mission statement and I think that's that's really cool and and I think you know the more I think about this story yes you know the examples that you gave of you know facebook marketplace transactions or farmers markets or whatever yeah that makes a lot of sense to me and i like that they can tie it into an existing banking application like they're doing here with um cross rivers uh but you know for for me like the big play here is in you know um you know south america and latin america and you know uh africa and and a lot of these countries where so much of the movement of money is cash anyways like a lot of these people uh, in in these countries are you know what they classify as the underbanked or or don't have bank accounts at all um, and so if if there's a way that you know you can move cash you know back and forth you know from some sort of account essentially that they hold um you know uh, just based on proximity and somebody's near you la airdrop um you know I, I think it makes a lot of sense so yeah i'm i'm uh, i'm excited about this i think from our contacts at, at the location-based marketing association i think that you know payments and geo you know go hand in hand you know obviously the you know we're way more familiar with you know sort of the the tap type of things that we see at, uh, at terminals or you know gas station um you know pumps or things like that but um, you know, I love this idea of just being able to transmit uh, from one device to another. Um, really yeah. cool.
1: Yeah. Uh, also, two things I forgot to mention is that you don't necessarily have to bank with Cross River. This is available. You can just download the Paytile app right. um, and use it. So that's really exciting. And the other thing is that. Um, anu, which you did not mention, is a female. So we have like a, what I think is very cool to see a female founder and CEO in this industry, which we don't often see. So,
0: yes, amazing. All right, moving on to our second story. So, equally innovative on the tech side. Now, this is a company I'm very familiar with. They're uh, an LBMA member company called Geo Broadcast uh, Solutions. And um, so, these guys, I think they're still based in the Chicago area. Um, and a bunch of guys that come, uh, you know, met the founders and they come out of the sort of, uh, you know, telecom uh, space originally. And what they've developed is, is a technology that basically is designed to change the way terrestrial radio uh, signals and advertising works. And so for a number of years now, they've been testing uh, a system that allows, uh, you know, to break a geographic area into, you know, uh, smaller uh, segments or geofences essentially. And then uh, on a terrestrial, uh, you know, broadcast um, to be able to, to deliver different ad content into different, you know, geofences on a single you know terrestrial broadcast so that's very interesting very innovative technology of course um you know it doesn't it's not happening today uh in radio and so they filed um a notice with the fcc to change the rules that would allow this to happen and to have you know targeted content and advertising to specific areas um you know you know in in these in these geofences um it's getting a lot of pushback from the mainstream you know, sort of radio uh, community, uh, uh, especially iHeartRadio, as well as a number of others, and the NAB uh, is also, um, you know, along with these others are saying, no, this is not good. The FCC should not approve this. um, uh, because it will, you know, sort of depress everybody's revenues and a bunch of other, you know, reasons like that. And I look at that and I go, okay, it might change the way you have to do business. But you know, that's the nature of innovation and growth and, and, you know, and what technology does. And everybody, you know, has to be able to adapt and innovate along the way. I mean, when, you know, GDPR came into effect, you know, how many of our companies in the location-based, you know, uh, industry, you know, abandoned Europe because they, their tech couldn't, you know, handle what the changes are that were required, right? And had to find new ways To adapt and new new streams of revenue and so on. So you know, I I think that's you know, you know, as as much as a lot of these companies, you know, I think, you know, have great solutions. I think that's a, a pretty feeble excuse to basically say, well, you know, we're, you know, because we don't own this technology, and we're not the ones bringing it to market, then, you know, um, it shouldn't be allowed. Like, I, I just think that that's, uh, you, you know, that's really short sighted. So anyhow, so the FCC uh has to rule on that. Um, and uh, I guess everybody's just waiting to find out what's going to happen. But uh I hope that they uh, Uh, You know, they rule in favor of um, innovation. What are your thoughts?
1: Yeah, I mean, if that's truly the heart of why there's pushback is because nobody wants to adapt, then that's a pretty poor reason. And I'm not sure how that actually could hold ground. Right. Um, If this is infringing on any type of privacy or anything like that, then okay, then let's have that conversation. But it doesn't sound like that's really what's happening here. And additionally, what I think is interesting is that it also hasn't seemed to be proven to date that um, these geo fences and these micro segments in terms of like targeting content and advertising alongside of it um, is actually more effective than the other method, right? So who's to say that they can't go head to head and who's to say that somebody like iHeartRadio can't go and acquire these people either, right? So you've got a lot of options here. Um, and I'm sure that if, you know, I media had thought of this or come up with this, you know, beforehand, there wouldn't be any issues with what's happening right now. And there would be no pushback. So, you know, sometimes it's just like when there's a smaller player coming into the space. And again, like you don't want to innovate, you want to stick with what's working for you and what's been growing. Um, I can see that there will be pushback, but, uh, again, like you said, I hope that we see some innovation here. This is a great industry to shake some things up
0: Yeah. I mean, we've seen it in every other form of, of, of media, right. Um, you know, geotargeting is, is, you know, that's the, that's what we do for a living here at the LBMA. And that's, you know, we've, we've seen it in television. We've seen it online, of course, um, you know, and, and in every other place that you can. So like, why not, you know, terrestrial radio? So there. Yeah.
1: You go. It's like addressable radio.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> I like it. Um, Okay, let's go over to some AR news and Pinterest is releasing another AR tool and this time it is in the home decor area. Um, So this is not really like a new thing. We talk about the story, it's always somebody else coming out with this, but really this is a tool that enables, um, you know, users to evaluate home decor options and virtually place them before they commit to buy anything. Um, So this is, you know, really the same thing that we've been doing with makeup um you know i was just i was trying to look to see if it had been activated maybe i need to update my app but i can do the try on for lipstick and eyeshadow today there's a ton of different brands that i can do that with um so in that same way it appears they will be rolling this out um or are about to if they haven't already um and it'll be able to just try on this home decor. So, you know, some of the brands they mentioned were CB2 and or Crate and Barrel. And, you know, that's a higher price point item. Sometimes it's not not an Ikea price point, right? When you think about furniture. So you wanna be sure that you like the investment. And I think about this in terms of like me being in a new house and and trying on things. How is it gonna fit? How's it gonna look with the rest of my furniture is so important. I was just texting with a friend a girlfriend the other day I thought the sofa was gray now it looks blue in here you know I'm not sure what to do and it's like this type of options is really a great thing to be able to use and make sure that we like it as best as possible because it's not like an item that you just buy like a pair of pants that you can easily ship back or you know drop back off at the store so these are you know, bigger items, we're talking about sofas and beds and rugs and bigger pieces. So I like the idea of visualizing them and finding the right looks and being able to do that across a bunch of different brands, I think is really helpful in one spot. And then save that to your Pinterest board, obviously of choice and kind of like build that out how you like it. So I like that this is happening within Pinterest. Um, I think it's more exciting than happening perhaps on an Amazon or on an Ikea because it's within, again, you know, the, the ability to kind of create that vision board alongside of all of those shoppable pens. So although this is not a new concept, we've seen a lot of brands do this. We've seen, you know, a lot of other e-commerce sites do this. Um, I like how this is is panning out. So um, one uh, stat they mentioned is like the um, try on for lipstick and eyeshadow is available across 14,000 shoppable pins. So. Um, the home decor is going live across 80,000 shoppable pins and that pinners are five times more likely to purchase from the try on enabled pins than standard pins so those are some great stats as a brand I would be very excited to have a shoppable and try on a pin. <laughs>
0: Yeah, so not a lot to add to that. I I think, as you said, this technology and Pinterest has been playing around with AR for a number of years now. Um, On the beauty side, you know, I think moving into home furnishings and decor uh, makes perfect sense. I mean, there are so many people I know who use Pinterest. Uh, for that and have boards, you know, uh, on how they're decorating their homes or future homes or bedrooms or, you know, whatever it is that they're doing. So um, I think this, this is great. And I think this idea of sort of trying it on, seeing how it looks, you know, all of that, um, you know, it makes perfect sense, especially because it's a, you know, a significant purchase you know price point you know for a lot of these items you know you mentioned crate and barrel I think that's a great one they've also got Macy's and Target and Wayfair uh, included in this um, launch so I think you know there's there's a lot of great brands and a lot of great choices there um, you know and and I think 80,000 shoppable try-on pins is a lot of things a lot of items uh, to play around with so yeah I, I think this is it's really interesting and um you know i could see i think they're gonna have a lot of success with this and yeah that's all i gotta say about it i think it's it's great all right on to our uh, our last story then um uh, so kind of coming back into the world of you know payments again but in a different way uh we're looking at the uh the restaurant um uh, food services industry so par technology um Uh, Has teamed up with uh, Radius Networks, and they're um, integrating uh, Radius's Flyby SaaS platform. So Par, if you're not familiar with them, they're a a global restaurant tech company. Um, They focus on on you know POS uh, technology in particular, uh, and have a lot of you know different solutions uh, around that. Um, And um, you know that includes um, you know they've uh, you might remember a long time ago you know on on this show we talked. About a uh, a mobile app called Punch, which was in the in the loyalty space. So that's part of uh, Par's network of of, uh, of products. Uh, so they have their you know tablet POS and their ordering platforms and you know kitchen display systems. So like when the order is placed at the front of the house, it shows up in the back of the house. And so they're they're you know sort of all in on on that kind of uh, you know payments and ordering technology around that. And Flyby uh, is a company. That that uh, has a SaaS platform um, that is really focused on uh, things like uh, pickup and delivery and drive through uh, technology. Uh, So they have um, uh, uh, something called flyby drive through, which is automatically detects and transmits customer loyalty information directly from the customer's phone to the POS, in this case, PARS um, and things like that, real time driver locations, um, you know, so kind of bringing that um, you know sort of that other element of what we've seen a lot of the growth in um in restaurant tech and around delivery and um you know and timing and things like that you know together with you know what par has been doing on the other side so i think this is a really strong partnership uh between the two companies uh they already have uh some customers in common so flyby's got above um their techs in use at it, it says over thirty thousand locations in 50 countries uh but They have overlap in some of their customers already, which is great. So brands like El El Polo Loco, Tropical Smoothie uh, and brands like that. So I think this is uh, this is really cool and interesting to see, you know, um, you know, two companies that sort of play at at different parts of the of the ecosystem here coming together and, and integrating their tech together often, you know. If these kinds of things go really well, you probably might might lead to uh, some sort of M&A type of activity down the road too. You never know. So, what are your thoughts?
1: Yeah, I think that you, you know, you covered pretty much everything there. The M&A piece is something that I definitely thought of, and I was also considering, you know, how does this either elevate them to play better with, you know, the Grubhubs or the Uber Eats of the world, or how does it make them more competitive? You know, I'm not sure if it's complimentary or competitive there, Um, but it is interesting. Like it's, I love hearing of a less known names like in that industry, right? Because we've heard of the, the standard and traditional ones. And so, you know, when you're thinking about tracking your seamless driver or whatever, what does that look like with the flyby platform and the power technology integration. So it'd be interesting to see how, um, you know, how does this how does this play into the larger space that there's been so much growth and mergers and acquisitions happening over the past couple of years. So. Yeah. Stay
0: tuned on that one. Stay tuned, yeah. So that's it. That's our show for this week. Uh, You've been listening and watching episode number 555 of Location Weekly. Thank you, everybody, for your time. Please reach out if you have feedback or story ideas. We'd love to hear about that. Um, And, of course, we'll be back next week with yet another show. Have a great week, everybody. Bye. Mm
1: Bye.